for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short hair dog and that name across your chest. Welcome to the Short Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short Haired Dog, episode 16. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash co-host, slash brother. Mr. Kevin Bennett, how you doing tonight, KB? Uh, it's good to be back in the house with you, Mike. Uh, last week, oh, you know, unable to get together, but this week, uh, back like we're used to. Yeah, it's good to be here in the same, same living quarters. That's right. That's right. Not my living quarters, but no. But Mike, um, it's also good to come back off of a off of a win, mm-hmm. um, and one that I was hoping to see, and um, you know. Chattanooga got a pretty good squad. Yeah. And um, looking at the box score, Mike, we handled them pretty well. I mean, and and we'll get into it later on in the show, but we, you know, left 13 points off the scoreboard. Um, You know, Carter missed two field goals. And, you know, T.J. Luther fumbled right there as he was on his way to the end zone. Or if he wasn't going to get in, I mean, he he wasn't going to get in there because he fumbled there as he was getting tackled. But it's pretty safe to say we would have scored there or got something. So, at least at least nine, but probably thirteen points left off the board. So you could easily see the final score being thirty four to ten. So um and Mike, really looking at it, we pretty much dominated them on both as on both sides of the ball. I mean, yeah. just just to be quite honest, we did. Yeah. Speaking of being at home, it's been forever since we've been at Gibbs Stadium. I know. What, what, like, are we like ever gonna season? get back? Like good God. We're on the road again this week at Furman. That'll be a little bit closer to home, but still. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to Gibbs. I mean, and granted, one was at Gardner Well, that's not that far away, but still. Furman's not that far. I mean, let's play a home game, for Christ's sake. I agree. But luckily, one's coming up, what, next week? Yeah. Mercer. Is it Mercer? Right? I thought it was East Tennessee State. Maybe it is. Could be. I think it's Probably ETSU. Eat, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. They got a lot of buzz going around that program now, too. Mm-hmm. I may be uh, – playing overrated card right now but we'll see we'll see in a couple yeah. weeks yeah. sorry to the faithful buccaneer following we have i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of people just that are just been waiting yeah. on the edge of their seat for this podcast no, who, i'm sure who you know from the great state of tennessee yeah the east part of it yeah mm-hmm. i don't know so um what do you want to talk about tonight i don't know you want to talk about the red sox <laughs> Red Sox are playing right now. <laughs> they are playing right now. I hope they can go ahead and finish it off. Yeah. Um, but, no, let's get into the game, Mike. Um, like I said, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, we'll kind of kick it like we used to. I'll pull up the bot score real quick, and then we'll kind of go through it and just see if anything sticks out to you. Um, not really. We won't do much individual. I think it, the tail of the tape is just kind of in the, in the team box score. Um, first of all, Mike, rushing-wise – I mean, obviously, Wofford's going to win that. But we give up 21 yards the entire game, Mike. 16 attempts for 21 yards rushing. That's 1.3 a clip. Um, They netted 21 total yards rushing. I mean, that's total domination um, on the defensive line and linebacking core. 
And Mike, really thinking about passing at the end of the game, I was figured, you know, they, you know, they, they passed it pretty well on us. Would you have said they the entire game they had 176 yards? I would not have said that. They went 21 for 33 with one interception for 176 yards. Walford, on the other hand, Joe went eight for nine for 69 yards, um, and that's 7.7 yards um, or per attempt. That's more than what Chattanooga had, Mike. And I know they attempted more passes, but still. And also, Walford got them, had the edge in average per completion at 8.6. So uh, even those little dump-down passes to Jason Hill uh, resulted in Walford averaging more yards per completion than Chattanooga did. Yeah. Um, and then getting into the total offense, Mike, Terriers once again rattle off 511 yards on 74 plays, 6.9 yards of play. Um, and then Chattanooga, on the other hand, 197 yards on 49 plays at four yards a clip. So, Mike, that's 511 to 197. That's total domination. It and it, if you look at the score 21 to 10, you're like, oh, well, that doesn't – I don't really scream domination, right? But I mean, Mike, we handled them pretty good. And yeah. but the 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 key here, Mike, two fumbles, one of them lost, and then seven penalties for eighty six yards. Chattanooga had two penalties for ten yards, and they fumbled twice. And we could have easily picked up both of them, especially the first one. Yeah. That's when the announcer dropped the classic. Oh, looks like they're playing hot potato. I'm like, really? Okay, <laughs> time to turn on Noble and Tom. <laughs> and uh, we did. Uh, yeah, and we did. I just, you know, you can only do so much. But um, I don't know, Mike. It was uh, – tell, tell our listeners what you kind of thought. Uh, you made the comment of kind of comparing our fandom to another, you know, another powerhouse. Not not exactly, a, you know, we're not a, we're not a powerhouse, but a, a national powerhouse in Alabama. You kind of compared us feeling kind of like Alabama fans. Yeah, I mean, you get here when you – you know, outgamed by somebody by that much, and you complain about every little thing. I mean, I felt like I was just being nitpicky about it. I mean, I really did. I was like, dang, I I, th- I didn't think we played that well. We were getting mad over seven-yard completions. Oh, yeah. Saying, oh, man, you know, and us what getting you stopped doing? on third down. Yeah. You know, I was whining. A couple, but I will say this, Kevin. I mean, it did feel like to me on a lot of, like, third down and five, we did run it up the middle quite a bit. Yeah. It was like we wasn't trying to get it up some. I will say this, though. That reverse that Coach Lane called right there when Luther did fumble was a great play call. Oh, yeah, it was. He's had that in the back pocket for a while. Yeah. And he utilized it at the absolute right opportunity. Just, you know, the guy come in and knocked the ball out of TJ's hands. And uh, that's going to be a learning experience for him. And I guarantee you that will not be the last time we see that play this year. And we've needed that guy. You know, and TJ Luther has emerged to be that person for us. Uh, We saw it with Brenton Burson. We saw it with other guys. R.J. Taylor, guys that you see run that kind of end-around play. Cole and, Cleary. Uh, Cleary, yeah. Where's he Where at? Where is he at now? Is, is he still he, here? Is he still on the team? I thought he was. but I think he may be hurt. Maybe he is. I'm not sure. That's your homework, Mike. Find out what Cleary's doing right now. I'll see what I can do about that. Um, um, Kevin, I, here's an interesting stat. I don't know if you, you're into this sort of thing, but I'm just looking over where we rank uh, for the team statistics for the SOCON. Yeah. I uh, just happened to see these um, – Scoring offense, you want to take a guess where we're at? Not first. Second. Fourth. Okay. Uh, we're averaging 36 points a game. Okay. Mercer ahead of us at 36.3, Sanford at 36.7, and Western Carolina at 39.3. They're in first. All Not right. a big surprise there, but 
I mean, let's just be honest. If Wofford would have kept their starters in a little bit longer, they'd be ahead of everybody mm-hmm. in a couple of those games. But anyway, um, scoring defense. Got to be first. We're first. Only giving up 15 points a game. That'll do. That's pretty strong. Uh, not a surprise there either. I mean, Wofford's defense is always one of the top. Um, touchdown scored. Not first. No. Uh, fifth. We're third. Okay. And we have scored 15 touchdowns. I would like to know what our touchdown to red zone ratio is because I feel like it's strong. It Although may be I, on here. I think we fumbled. I mean, we fumbled, I know, once. Uh, Andre fumbled at Gardner-Webb. Yeah. That would have been one. But it seems like every time we get in the red zone, we score a touchdown. You're right. I mean, And another time, I mean, Luke Carter missed that field goal Saturday, and that was inside the red zone as well. So that's mm-hmm. another one. But it seems like – those are the only two that come to mind. I'm sure I'm missing one. Yeah. But that seems like every time we reach red zone, that's six. This is These stats aren't – I guess this, this is in the conference, I guess. Have we played three conference games? Yeah, we're 3-0. Oh. Okay, because it says games and it says three. VMI's played four, two for Furman. And I'm like, we've played way more than three games. I guess this is within the conference. So that even – Okay. That's more of a true gauge right. of where we are then. So that's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Total offense. In the SoCon, we're not first. Fourth. Second. Okay. Uh, we're averaging, let's see, 316 passing. We, we have 316 passing total. On the ground in three SoCon games, we have 1,232 yards rushing. That'll do, boys. That will uh, for do. For a total of 1,548. Mm-hmm. Um, average per play, 7.9 yards a play. <laughs> 14 touchdowns, 516 yards a game. 516 yards a game. In the conference, yeah. Of course, VMI helps. It does. How many did we have against Chattanooga? We had 511. So. And then. Citadel. Citadel. Yeah. Yeah, We had a bunch of yards that game, too. All right. um, Let's see what else we got here. I had another one that I wanted to – Want to read off that I was surprised about. Okay, we told you about yards per play. Of course, that's at uh, 7.9. Let me look here. Rushing offense. Where do you think we're at? I mean, we got to be one. First, uh, Citadel's in second. Congrats to we're, them. Um, we're averaging 410 yards rushing in the SOCON game. Citadel in second place. They're a triple option team as well. Hmm. They don't have 300. Okay. We've got 410. They've got 271. Smoking them. And they're in second. Yes. Okay. Furman then next at 239. Well, it doesn't help help the other team's averages when they go up against our defense. Yeah. Rushing defense. This may fare well for the Buccaneers. They're in first. ETSU, the first in rushing defense. Uh, They're only giving up 53.3 yards a game. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. That one's going to go up in two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I think you need to – we need to go see who they played in the conference. They've played three games. They beat Chattanooga. But they can't run anything. To Chattanooga, yeah. That's not a running team. No. They've not played us or the Citadel, have they? I don't think they know. Okay. I don't think so. so. Well, that's kind of skewed a little bit. Us playing agree. the Citadel has hurt our uh, SOCON numbers running the football. Yep. Um, yards per rush, uh, 7.7 yards per rush on offense. Furman is second at 5.4. Okay. Uh, rushing that's been att- to go down, too. Yeah, rushing attempts – uh, the Citadel, they lead in this category. Um, they've, they've ran the ball 184 times. 
hmm. for 815 for a 4.4 clip. Wofford, on the other hand, has run it 161 times for 1,232 at a 7.7 .7 yard per rush. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see what else we can come up with here. We've got a few more. Passing efficiency. That was the one I was looking for. Okay. We're not first. Where do you think we are? Second. We are second. We have uh, actually there. There has to be like a minimum here. There's a oh no no no. Uh, passing percentage, we're first. But in passing efficiency, I guess that's a, they add something else to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But we're second with one hundred and sixty point four hmm. passing efficiency. In completion percentage, we are number one in the SOCON, 77.1 uh, for our passing efficiency. Okay. So that's just a little bit of the rundown through the, through the stats there. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I was just looking at the season stats, and the only thing that jumps out to me is just how bad we're beating the fool out of these teams. Yeah. I mean, we're just giving them butt kickings. I mean, to rushing yards all, in all five games – We've given up 560 yards of rushing, and that's two point on two, uh, on 148 carries, 2.9. Yeah, I mean we're just nobody can run the ball on mm -hmm. us, and then we want to complain about the secondary. And Lord, they're shutting people down too. We held yeah. Chattanooga to 176 yards passing. And Tiano's a good quarterback, a real good quarterback. He's not bad at all. But I mean the thing about it, and I mean you, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. And obviously we're homers. But we got a daggum good team, Mike. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way to say it. We, yeah. we are good. And our boy YT, I thought, had the comment of the message board thread that I saw all the whole year so far mm -hmm. is when he said Coach Ayers left Coach Conklin with a Cadillac and he's doing donuts with it. I mean, that's oh, yeah. pretty much what he's doing. Yep. He took over a powerhouse team with a bunch of returning, you know, stars uh, in, you know, in the SOCON ranks. And really, the FCS ranks, and we're putting it to good use now. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean that's really the only thing you can say. And you know, I, I've seen where the firm and faithful have already saying they're gonna bust us and beat us and all that stuff. And, and I will say this: every time Wofford's made the trip over to Greenville, it's been it's been tough in the past. It gets interesting. It over does there. get interesting. But this is a different Wofford team. Yeah. I just I, I feel a lot better about it. I hope. I don't get my feelings hurt or my heart broken Saturday, but I really do feel like this is going to be this is going to be a game where we can really show out if we don't make mistakes. Kevin, one thing that's going to help we looking ahead at you know certainly a big game against Furman and it's a rivalry game, but I'm looking I, when we were looking up the stats, I looked up ETSU's schedule. Okay, talking about kind of the dominance we've had this year, they beat VMI twenty-seven to twenty-four. Yeah, you know, I mean VMI would. Was they looked like a high school team out there? They did. I thought. Oh, I mean, no, they yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> they looked awful. Yeah, their defensive backs had no idea what was going on. No, they didn't. But they will help ETSU's. They play Citadel this week, so they, at least they'll see a little bit of option before us. Seems like that's always happens. Oh yeah, Furman Every, gets a bye week. Everybody before gets us. a bye week before us, and everybody plays another option team before us. It happens every year. So you might as well just go ahead and get used to it. So. Yeah. But hey, I still think we're gonna be okay. Taking a look at this uh, Furman matchup, 1 o'clock kickoff. And, Kevin, I believe the weather's going to be a little bit cooler. And God, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has been hot. 
so far yeah. this year. And um, it looked like they were right in the sun at Chattanooga, too. Um, that's that's the problem about not only have we been on the road the last couple of weeks, but we've been in the direct sunlight because yeah. Gardner-Webb was the same way. At least the sun went down there, but a 3 o'clock kick at Chattanooga, that's going to be in your eyes the whole game. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like that's that's exactly what, what the case was there. But um, we've overcome it. And the thing about it, Mike, is – We've made mistakes and still put up these stats. Yeah. Imagine if we play a clean game, what we're going to do. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, you think we're going to bring the Black Pants back this week? I hope so. I, I kind of want them to. I think the gold looked fine, but yeah. I just I, I love the black look. Looking here at uh, the last meeting between the two teams, December 2nd, 2017, Walford got the win in the FCS playoffs 28-10. to 10. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. I know a lot of people have – uh, I tell you, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes these playoff runs kind of run together. They do. I kind of forget what year it was. That's a good problem to have. You know, that is a that is a good problem to have. Uh, but Walford, of course, won two in a row. Uh, they're three and zero in the conference. Furman at one and one. They're zero and three on the road. Hmm. Uh, they're one at one and zero at home. But uh, look, taking a look at Furman's schedule, just sort of like you said, they're coming off of a bye week. Um, let's see, they lost to Clemson first game. Nothing to hang your head about there. Elon. Absolutely smoked them, forty-five to seven. But, Elon's good. Yeah, Elon knocked off James Madison on Saturday, so now that loss looks a lot better. Um, the game against Colgate, the only you might question why do they why they only played four games? They've had a you know this is their bye week. I get that, but they should still have one more. Their game against Colgate got canceled. Mm. Um, they lost to ETSU twenty-nine to twenty-seven, so a close game there. They fell and um, they beat uh, Western Carolina on the 29th, 44 to thirty-eight. High scoring game there. It was so. That's when our boy, their quarterback, won Player of the Week instead of Andre. Correct. Two weeks ago. Was that Furman? I thought that was Western's. That's what I'm saying. Western's guy. They played Western, but no, Western beat some. Yeah, he wouldn't have got it if they would have got beat, right? I don't think so. Okay, I'm but wrong then again, on that one. no, no, you're right. Am I right? Um, Andre had 200 yards at Gardner Webb. Yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the week. Okay. So they got that in a loss. Okay, first of all. Whoa, see, that even that yeah. even furthers our point. Yeah. Furman beat Western in that game. I didn't okay. realize that. I, I guess I wasn't – I guess I was asleep. I don't know what happened. Hmm. But nonetheless, uh, I mean, Furman's got a good team. Let's let's be real. They're, they're a good team. and But it's one of those things, Kevin, where you feel like – and maybe, like you said, we are homers. But you feel like if Wofford plays a good game, they're going to be able to win. I think so. Uh, of course, they get that momentum beating Western. They're, they're, they're coming off of a win. They lost the first three. Of, you know, that Colgate game got canceled, so who knows what would happen in that one. They probably would have won that one. Yeah. I think they beat Colgate last year, but, you know, who knows. It's a, Colgate used to be really good. They did, but I think they're kind of slipping this year. Uh, well, they're back. They're 5-0. Oh, so oh, okay. Wow. That might have been another let's loss. Not give them a, let's not give Furman the dub Let's there. not slight the toothpaste too, too yeah. quickly there. Um, so – one and three on the year, but I think it's safe to say they've played some really good teams. Clemson, obviously pretty good. Yeah, they're okay. They're yeah, all right. Um, Elon, they're they're doing well. I don't know what they're ranked now, but you beat James Madison and knock off their streak in the CAA. You're pretty. It's pretty solid. Pretty strong. Yeah. And uh, they beat Western, so that's pretty much the tale. Mm-hmm. ETSU by two points, but Furman's one of those teams, Kevin, that plays as well. They you do. know what you're going to get out of the coach uh, Hendricks over there. They are. And I'll give them that. This Mike, they are well coached. Absolutely. And Clay Hendricks um, has done a great job. Even year, even back to the Bobby Lamb years, they they've always been able 
to stop our offense pretty well. Pretty well. Bobby Lamb's good against us. He is, and that, and that's that's the reason why Mercer kind of scares me. Yeah. And I've told you that out of all the teams left on our schedule, Mercer's the one that scares me a little bit. Obviously, we'll get into that, you know, when the time comes. But just I mean that that's one of the reasons because Bobby Lamb is is at the helm there. He was obviously saw us, you know, every year yeah. when he was coaching Furman, and he did. I mean, he, even that 03 year, Mike, I think we went seven to six. Yeah, I mean, and we were there for that one. We were young, but we were there. I remember right. it. Yeah, they missed a kick right there at the end, or one of them blocked it. I Something like that. I can't happened. remember exactly. Seven what to six. But I remember, I remember we that. went out on the field after the game, and I yeah. just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But you know, I think I think we could see a lower scoring game, Mike. I really do. Yeah. I, I, but because I, I think both defenses will know the mode the other team's offense at least know it. You know, it's not going to be exactly the same. We're going to do some different stuff than what they do, and same for them with us. But I think both of them are both of us are familiar with a rushing attack enough to slow slow each of the teams down. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but it also this also seems like a game, Mike, and we've seen it in the past. One game jumps out automatically. I can't remember exactly the year, but Josh Collier had a great game running, and mm-hmm. I, I just feel like. This is another game when we could see Joe have a great game. I and can definitely obviously, see it. last week against Chattanooga, he had an outstanding great game. game. And you call for that one. Arguably the best that he's played That's in right. his Walford career. Yep. Um, didn't turn the ball over. He was eight for nine passing. I mean, he was crisp, hit those throws. What um, else do you want? And then, you know? obviously, breaking off those runs. The Absolutely. first touchdown run, we were sitting there going, I was like, keep it, Joe. It, and he did. One touchdown. Then he broke another. It was like a, was it? 27, 30-yard run, it got called back um, by penalty. And then the one 60-something yarder there uh, late in the fourth um, that kind of sealed it. I mean, but, I, you know, I called it. I said, uh, I'm waiting for a Joe Newman 68-yard touchdown run and doggone if it didn't happen. Um, And, Mike, he's just – it's – we're finally seeing – not that we had not seen it, but we're seeing really – the dimension that Joe adds to our offense. A, a dimension that we haven't had in a while, quite frankly. And, I, you know, I hate to say it, and we love Goodson, and we liked Jax, and we liked Butler. But Joe Newman adds a dimension to this offense that we haven't seen since Mitch Allen. Well, he's just a world-class athlete. He is. You know, yeah. you just have to give him credit where credit's due there. And, you know, if he's a guy that if he's not – if he can win the game for you, but he can also lose it. Yeah. And But he's done a good job this year, I will say it, you know, Taking what the defense has given him. He's not forcing stuff. And that's a lot of times what you see with a young guy. Because a young guy is used to being in high school where you can just make the wrong read, you can do the wrong thing all the time, and you're so freaking good, they don't make you pay for it. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, when you're in college, it's a little bit different. So, but not just a little bit, a lot different. But Joe has, he's had a great year, Kevin. I well, mean, here's and, what and here's the thing. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you there. M- Mosley. You know, he came into that first ball game, and I, th- I heard a lot of people, you know, calling for him to be the guy because Joe made some mistakes, and I think he'll be the first to tell you that. I made a mistake at Wyoming that really hurt us. But I just think, you know, there's a reason Joe Newman's in there. I mean, he adds, like you said, he adds something to this offense that is other level type stuff. Yeah, well, what I was, what I was about to say, Mike, is I was going to speak about those mistakes. The last two games, he hadn't made a mistake, Mike. No. And, um, I mean, his passes have been on point. Those passes he had at Gardner-Webb were excellent. I mean, right on point, especially those that one to Luther. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, Mike, he's doing exactly what you need him to do. Yep. Just make, when, the, when they give you that out route, take it. And that's what he's been doing. And I really think the play calling's helped Joe. It has. I really do. I, I, 
I think this is in my 23 years of living. Not 23. I'm 25 now. In my 25 That's years. Me. Yeah, you're 23. In my 25 years of living, and obviously I don't remember that far back when Coach Lang was there, but for as long as I can remember, in my opinion, this is the best coached offense Coach Lang's ever had. Really? I honestly believe so, Mike. He's throwing all kind of different formations, and I know, I understand it. I even there was a couple times Saturday, like, oh man, what a running it on third and five. But still, I can see why you're doing it because we've been able to get seven, eight yards of pop. Off, yeah. I mean, and why risk something or turn it over deep in your own territory when you've been able to consistently get right. five or six yards with that dive? Well, we saw a glimpse of it last year against the Citadel, Mike, where he kind of took what the defense has given him. I think it's, I think it's in a different dimension this year. Right. We're throwing so many different fo- – I love the full house stack formation uh, with the three back there with Joe. Coming uh, in the gun? Yeah, I yeah. love that formation. And there, and the, it seems like the one where, you know, when Blake's in the in the slot, that's when we really run our best. Because the defenses don't know because we run him out of that same spot to run the option. He goes out and does those passes. It gives us so many different things. And then with the, with the you know, speed – that Joe Newman has, if he rolls out or does one of those where he like he's going to run the option, then does a step back pass, which I'm calling for that this Saturday, Mike. It's going to throw where he throws a crawl back across the field. Somebody's going to be streaking Karis. wide open. I mean, it may be Karras or Landon Parker. <laughs> um, but my, I'm, I'm my my hopes for Karras. He got a catch Saturday. Yeah, he That's did. That's two on the year. Hey, hey, he's moving up there. I see Mike, you, Karras. We got two. We got two receivers with over, you know, in double digit receptions. Wow. I bet you. I bet you. It's been a long time since you've been able to say that. After five games, you got two Wofford receivers with double digit catches. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. I think Blake's got eleven, and Jason Hill's got ten. I think I may be wrong. It's pretty good. But um. But yeah, I mean, getting back to the offense, Mike. Um. They're just uh, Coach Lang's throwing so many different formations at him, and I love it. And to me, Mike, I also say this. Our offensive line is a bunch of studs. Oh yeah, I mean they are right. They're just whipping dudes. Yeah, they are. And and the thing about what's so good about it is they're bringing guys in halfway oh, yeah. through the drive to get to give guys breathers. Like I saw the other day, Basinger came out for one play or a couple plays, get a breather, go right back in. That's that's what depth does for right. you in recruiting. And again, that gets back to what Coach Ayers did getting some of these guys here. But I mean, I I can only see it improving. And then we on the defensive side of the ball. Third down, we run five or six guys in on third down. Yeah. You know how much of a luxury that is to get fresh legs in there? Of course. We saw it with Miller Mosley. Mm-hmm. Fresh legs, I mean, play, pays huge dividends. Yeah, that's right. Especially when you got guys that can play. I mean, a lot of – I mean, that's the thing Not, about They aren't it. just fresh. They're really talented that's the as thing well. about yeah. it. If you just bring some Joe Blow off the bench, <laughs> yeah, obviously he's going to be fresh because he ain't played. Right. But these dudes have the ability to take the, you know, cover off the play. Right. And you saw that with Miller. He took it right up the middle there. It's it's a great luxury to have. It really is. And, I mean, like we were talking about it earlier in the week. It's hard not to just be ultra-optimistic going going forward. I mean, it, it, it's hard not to just be excited. And I, if, you're, if you're a Wofford fan right now and you're not excited about, you know, the, just the future of this year, not, not to mention the next couple of years, just the rest of this year, I don't see how you can't be excited. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, I'm, here's the thing, like that I that I think that is the key to the season, really. I mean, if Wofford, I've said it from the from day one, if Wofford doesn't beat themselves, nobody's gonna beat them. I mean, it's hard to argue. I mean, you look at Wyoming, we beat ourselves. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Take away one interception, one fumble, one bullcrap 
uh, roughing the passer call. One piss rocket punt out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. I mean, you never know <laughs> what might could have happened. Yeah. You know? Quickly, Mike, um, while it hadn't been a problem so far this year, and I'm not trying to call anybody out here, but uh, I really hope our kicking game doesn't come back to bite us at some point be a little point better than that, yeah. Um, I mean, it. I will get, I'll give Carter the benefit of the doubt there on the uh, on the kick right there at the end of the first half because you had to rush on and kick it. That's tough. That was really tough. But the one down there in the red zone, I mean, not much of an excuse. No. Uh, I mean, I, I hate it. I don't want to be critical. But also, Mike, on the kickoffs, they hadn't been getting as deep in the in the end zone as right. they have in the past. Now, I will say this. Our special team, especially, you know, kickoff cover has been outstanding this year. Oh, it has, um, for sure. And that, and the thing about it, and I told you that when we even went to the scrimmage, I was like, look at the studs they got on the kickoff team right now. Yeah. And, they, and they've shown um, – but Mike, I, I I really hope that our our kicking game can improve a little bit. I'm not I I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that it's kind of it's kind of went down a little bit from last year. Um, and it's got you not as optimistic once you get like inside the thirty. You go well, go ahead and put three up there. It's you, not, it's that not easy. like that anymore. That's right. And yeah. uh, we were used to it, especially with Marvin and Luke Carter last year. He was outstanding. I mean, he was what first team kicker and second team punter yeah. preseason. Um, but you know, it's still early. We're five games in, Mike. So, um, I, I would like to see him bounce, have Carter, like to see Carter bounce back and have a good game. And I think he will. Um, We're perfect on extra points. Yeah. 15 for 15. Which is huge. Yeah. I mean, you got to take those gimme points. That's right. Um, but I just, I want, I want him to come out and especially nail a kick before a half or something to really, you know, get the team pumped up. I'm, like I said. Because I think it would do a lot for his confidence. Yeah, year. that's what I'm saying. And one thing, he's not had a ton of kicking opportunities. Right. You know, for whatever reason. And that's, been, and that's why getting back to that one right there before the end of the first half, that's a tough. I mean, it that's is, a especially tough when one. you're rushing the guys yeah, on. Yeah, and you, like, don't really have time to line it up. You just kind of get out there, one, two, three, hut. I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, if that's what we have to complain about, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. Looking at some other SoCon games uh, for this weekend, I just had those pulled up and my app crashed. Okay, I don't know, Kevin, but I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. Uh, but I, I tell you what, Mike, while you're pulling it up, we talked about this during the game Saturday. You know, we we've been over how we're swag guys, and guys got a lot of swag that makes us like them a little bit more. But we were we thought we would do a little segment here. Where we would kind of pick out things that we noticed with some of the Walford players and wonder, huh, wonder why they do that. One, why does Joe have turf tape on one elbow and not the other? Have you noticed that? Yeah. Miller does too. Miller Mosley has it as well. I noticed is it, that. Is too. it on his non-throwing arm, or is it on his throwing arm? Joe's is on his non-throwing arm, but That's I it, think, man. but I don't know. I don't. Maybe no, it's not. It's on his right one. Really? I think. You know what? I don't know, but I know he's got. <laughs> I know he's got tape on one elbow. Well, I guess if you think, well, if I if I'm gonna skin an elbow up, I would rather it be the uh, my non-throwing. <laughs> Elbow. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know what to think. That also, is a good thought. another one, when did JoJo get the gold digital camo sleeves? I don't know. I, I don't hate them. I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. much. Oh, I don't hate them either. But uh, we noticed that. I was like, is that digital well, camo? for many years, JoJo has been the only one to have a gold sleeve. It's really a gold accessory at all. I'm not sure how yeah. he got on the field with that, with Ayers and them. It's probably, they probably was, he was probably not supposed to wear it the first time. persuaded not to do so. He's probably like, try, they probably didn't tell him he couldn't. They probably just strongly suggested that he should not. <laughs> I don't know. But, with, I mean, that's one reason JoJo's always been my favorite player. He's got some swag about him. I tell you who's becoming one of my favorite players, Mike, and we discussed this as well, is Lufkin. 
Yeah. One, because my man goes out there, no accessories. My man wears his regular Adidas socks that they give him to wear. He wears what is in his locker, nothing more, nothing less. I mean, he looks like somebody that played for the Purple People Eaters. Hey, I love it. Yeah. No gloves, no wristbands, right. no tape. No, my man goes out there and he balls out. Hey. And we and we spoke, or you spoke personally to a guy that would know, trust us, would know. And he said, he said, y'all need to watch out for Lufkin. He's a beast. And <laughs> doggone if he. Had, I mean, and when he, when you told me, I was like, really? What? Really? <laughs> yeah. And doggone yeah. if he didn't, if he hadn't proved us to be, you know. So quit sleeping on these guys out there. Yeah. I mean. And oh man, Mike, it's just just it's a lot of fun. This, yeah, it this is. year has been so much fun. And I, I, if you're listening now and you're thinking about going to the game Saturday, please go. Yeah, because I, I would love to see us really, really have a good crowd over there at Furman. Right. Because um, they're going they're going to bring a crowd because they want to beat us as much yeah, as anybody else does. Because it's still a rivalry game. Now, while it's I think it's not as you know big of a rivalry game as the media wants it to be. Um, I think there's some there, especially there's some diehard fans that really love running their mouth. Yeah, and uh, I think there's some players that like running their mouth. Right, and it goes both ways. It does, but this just seems like a year, Mike. When I think we have more talent than Furman does, I think we're just an all-around better team on both sides of the ball, every aspect of the game. And if we can play our game, I think this is a game where we can really, really give them a good whipping. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, I hate to be, I hate to be like that. I, I hope I don't really, have to really, eat crow. Really, really give them a good whipping. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of different. That words might, I that might say. be the title. Break, of, break their foot off in them. I mean, a, hey, that might be the toast. The, the title of this show. Really, really give them a good whipping. <laughs> a good, give them a good whipping. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Oh, I'm gonna tweet that out <laughs> after the game. <laughs> I told you we need to be more active on on our page during the game. Uh, we got a bunch of different. Maybe maybe we just need to be just totally unfiltered. Just shoot off whatever we're thinking off of that page. Well, we got a bunch of different gifts and pictures and stuff that we've accumulated over the years <laughs> yeah. that we think's funny. So mm-hmm. why not throw it out there? I don't know. I feel you. Um, but Mike, you know, to kind of tie a bow on it, obviously, really looking forward to Saturday. We'll both be there. Yeah. Um, I think I think I might break out my SHD shirt. Maybe you should as well, and we. Uh, oh, I wore mine last time, so yeah. I'm, I'm taking a week off. Oh, I'll are be you? the biggest guy in the stadium. Just yeah, that's true. I have a big terrier on my stomach slash chest. Yeah, I may. I'm, I've worn my polo, my Wofford polo, every game so far this year, so it's going pretty well. And you know, the one game that I didn't wear it was the Wyoming game. Yeah, you um, bring out short hair dog shirt though. This well, week. but I don't want to jinx it, Mike. So maybe you need to. My polo. Maybe I'll has, have to wear it again. Yeah, my polo has you know done as well so far so that's what i'm gonna roll with I think. okay Capola. yeah so i got the socon games pulled up you ready for all right me? yep now, of course we'll be at Furman at one o'clock etsu will be at the citadel at two o'clock i think that's gonna be a pretty good game could be uh mercer will be at yale huh. at one o'clock okay uh vmi at samford at three o'clock that's gonna be a lot of scoring in that one yeah samford sort of got their footing that might get ugly yeah in samford's favor uh, Chattanooga will be at Western Carolina, three thirty kickoff in that one. So okay, uh, not a bad game there. Not bad games. And looking ahead to Week Eight, there's some more games going on uh, that are of note. And well, it crashed again. Golly, man! I'm, that iPhone update has just messed. I never, me. I haven't updated mine that yet. That thing has threw me for a loop, dude. Hmm. I don't know. 
got you, you got you feeling like VMI's corners out there. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. I don't know what's going on. Mm, mm, mm. 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 So, 1 o'clock kickoff yep. over at Paladin Stadium in Greenville. We'll be there. Hope you guys can make the trip as well. And uh, join in on the fun, you know. Have a little fun out there. Yeah. Yep. But you can't you can't have fun if you don't come. That's so. true. That's true. Now you could you could sit at home and watch it if you want to, but it's different being there. And it's going to be a beautiful day. I looked at the radar, well, not the radar, but the forecast, saying anywhere from seventy three to seventy five. That's that's plum perfect, Mike. Yeah, um, and it's been hot, guys. It has been hot for you people that's been sitting out there through this hot weather. God Y'all bless know. you. Y'all yeah. know. Yeah, but Except I tell for Wyoming, you, I don't know if it was hot out there. Probably but, wasn't. Um, probably it probably hard, was probably actually. hard to breathe. It probably was a little humid. Yeah. Maybe not. Not, no, humid, not humid. Not humid. Just hot and dry. I'm not good with my. You, so yours is like regions and mine's time zones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Humidity. Eesh. Oh well. Time zones still confuse me. That's a yeah. Let's not. Speaking get of the Red Sox, let's hope that the Dodgers don't make it to the World Series, or hope we don't have to play on the West Coast. Well, as we're finishing up recording here, the Sox just went up four nothing. So I hope when you're listening to this, they've already clinched. Unless you, and if you're a Yankee fan, you know, hate it for you. We're praying for you, buddy. Yeah. Unless y'all came back and somehow won, and then we're playing on Thursday. Don't you talk go to back me for the rest of the week, if that's the case. Yeah. Whew. I said on the Sports Hour Saturday that if Wofford lost, nobody speak to me for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, they did. So. And then Charlie, super producer Charlie, who is not around for the recording again this week. I think we're going to dock his pay, Kevin. Yeah. It's just getting plumb ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bring him on as a part, big episode, and then – where you been, bro? Come on now. Now he, he started telling me that we were going to lose on Saturday, and I well, said, "He better I not." I said, "You're come, wrong." He bro. better not come back in here because I will. I won't allow it. I will not allow. Hey, this it. was this past Saturday. He was obviously wrong. Oh, yeah. But he's probably going to say something to you Saturday, so you might as well get ready. He doesn't say nothing to me. Is he not? No. Why? Because smack him in the teeth. I hit him in the jail. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, but I tell you what, Mike. Before we get out of here. Um, What's your score prediction? Mm. 35-7, Walford. Okay. Thorough butt whooping, huh? I just don't think Furman's going to move the ball on him. That's just my opinion. I agree. I'm going to go 24-6. to Six, Six, really? Two field goals or a missed extra point? Two field goals. Okay. I'll go 24-6 to Terriers. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Let's hope when we get back on here next week that we're recapping a win and not a not a heartbreaker because yeah. I don't want another one of those. Don't um, keep my heart really can't take any more of that. No, but especially after the last couple of years, it's been right and plumb ridiculous. Mike, before we get out of here though, it is um, refreshing to beat people soundly yeah. instead of just piddling around and winning by one point or that's true by one possession. We thought it was going to be you know more of the same with you know after the Citadel, but uh, we've really. Up the ante a little yeah, bit I'm, when it I'm, comes to uh, handling our business. I'm glad, um, but I'd re- but I'm gonna get it. Let's just get it straight though. I'd rather win every game by one point than I would oh, lose any. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. So let's don't think it's all right. Let's just lose this week. Right. Because it ain't close. No, I want us to win, and I don't care if it's by half a point. We have to win. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, Mike, before we get out, uh, we gave a shout out to the Hogan family and. YT, the last um, last episode, they came up and um, we had met the Hogan family at a scrimmage before, but that was the first time meeting YT. And uh, you know, if you see us at the if you see us at the game Saturday, come up and say hello. 
Um, we're and still. I think I'm gonna bring the box of shirts with me. So yeah, and we and we need to get in it. We need to get our uh, other. One. We have our other. One. We got a lot of ideas. We just still kind of got to put it together. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Um, and we're out of extra larges. We are at extra large, but um, and three X. We have two X. We have four X. So hopefully, if you're you know, if you're a if you're s- an extra large guy like myself, you're kind of out of luck right now. But you make it squeeze into a large. Maybe you know, maybe, maybe buy it as a way to uh, motivate you to lose some weight. Buy a large, uh, get it wet, and stretch it out. Yeah, there you, you go. Know? Yeah, um, or you can wear two X or two X. They're, they're kind of cut small. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. These for me, which. Well, you're a big guy. Yeah. I am too, but not as. Yeah. Not near as. Not near as. All right, Mike. <laughs> well, um, like we said, I'm not really even sure what we're talking about anymore. Well. It's late. I worked all day today. I'm tired. I drove all the way from Greenville down here to do the podcast. Well, hey, well, I've still enjoyed it. I have too. And, we're, and everybody's glad to have you back. Rather I don't than know. We've kind of been all over the place on this Well, one. Eat, like it or turn it off. Yeah. I'm not sure if the people like just reading off the soak on leading stats earlier in the thing but you know maybe <laughs> maybe they maybe that's what they've been on their seat waiting on kevin if it was they're just plum tickled maybe i should have been a little bit better prepared but uh you live and you learn yeah right we'll be better next time so what do we need to do saturday you said it earlier what do we need to give them what did i say <laughs> a really really good butt whipping <laughs> a really really good whip no yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, maybe that needs to go on the new shirt. <laughs> a really, really, Let's just give them a really, really good whip. Maybe we need to make victory shirts. Like every time we beat somebody, like uh, a re- when we beat Furman, be like a really, really good whip. <laughs> or we could have this. We could have the score from each game, and then have yeah. our comment about each game. So after the Furman, we could be whatever to whatever. We really, gave them really, a really, really good whipping. <laughs> Wyoming, ouch. Uh. VMI, I mean, we could say bless so many. Em. Bless them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Yeah. So, anyway, but. Gardner Webb silent. Yeah. <laughs> crickets. Crickets, yeah. Because <laughs> that game atmosphere was crickets, buddy. Chirp, yeah. chirp. But, hey. So, you ready to tie bow on it? I'm ready because we're just rambling now. So, appreciate you listening to uh, episode 16 of the Short Haired Dog. I guess this is like the Brad Butler episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to Brad Butler. Don't know if he listens, but. Um, Probably not. If he doesn't, if you know him, you know, tell him. Tell, tell him. We tell named him, episode 16. Tell after. him he got name dropped this week. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you guys over at Paladin Stadium on Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff, a big SoCon game and a big rivalry game, the I-85 rivalry. We'll be there. Uh, look for the short-haired dog shirts uh, out there and uh, maybe take a picture of yourself at the game. We'll come and find you, and uh, we might, uh, might see if we can sell some shirts all over there as well. We'll have the box of shirts with us um, at our tailgate to go ahead and bring you. Uh, you guys can come and buy those, $15.00. And we may even cut a deal. If you buy two, we'll give them to you for 20. How's that sound? So that's going to do it for episode 16 of the Short Haired Dog. Uh, For Kevin Bennett, I'm Michael Bennett. Have a great weekend, everybody. And go Terriers. Go Terriers. Thank you for listening to the Short Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Short Haired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, go Terriers!